What's going on, everybody? It's D. Frank, man. I'm coming back at you today with another episode. Man, I'm on episode nine already, man. Time's been flying, man. I've been doing this since February. I've been enjoying it. I appreciate the support that everybody's been giving me, man. If this is your first time listening, please take time. And if you got time, take time. Go back and uh, start listening from episode one. And if you've been here since episode one, Man, I appreciate you. you. You you just don't understand that. So, man, with this being said, this is going to be a special episode, man. I, I'm i done talking. We're just going to get right to it. All right, everybody. Today I'm bringing in a special guest. Uh, she's a very intelligent, bright, determined young lady. Uh, from a college graduate to an author, my guest today is Ashley Monique. I'm going to let her take it away with this open letter. Introduce herself. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for having me on the podcast on today. As he told you all, my name is Ashley Monique. I am a graduate of Alabama State University and the University of Alabama. I'm currently working on my doctorate in human and social services with a focus in nonprofit organizations. I have multiple businesses. I have a nonprofit organization and an LLC, and I'm also an author, and I'm currently working on my second publication. All right. And uh, speaking of a second publication, I was able to pick up her first one and uh, I'll let her go and touch up on that one real quick. Okay, so my first book is called Reconnecting My Brokenness, Tips to Renew Your Mind. And this book kind of came about because I have experienced a lot of things in life. And it got to a point where I became very, very, very broken. And I kind of questioned God as to why me, you know, why did I have to go through these things? And he spoke this as clearly um clearly as the day that why not you because you have to use things that you go through to help other people so that's exactly what I did with the book um the book is actually a 90-day devotional and I provide you with tips that I use to renew my mind now each tip has a scripture that is directly connected to it and at the beginning of the book I kind of tell something deep and intimate that was not so good that happened in my life now you know when it comes to things that you've been through in life and things that you've had to go through me personally I'm not ashamed of anything that I've had to go through of anything I've done because it was just the cards that I was dealt so those cards that I was dealt the things that I used to get over those things I'm helping trying to help other people to get through what they're going through yeah i definitely agree because uh i went and picked up the book personally so i'll i'll give my own personal stamp of approval with it and then besides some of the things that she was talking about in that book man you got to be brave to actually you really got to be brave and comfortable with yourself to even be able to talk about some of those things because it caught me by surprise and i've known ashley since i want to say 2014 somewhere around there like right around yeah. when I got out the military and I never even knew some of that stuff about her so that's just come to show you man everybody goes through something whether it's behind the scenes or you know whether they make it public or not but everybody go through something that's so right. so yeah um so how long did it take you to write the book since we're already on the subject of the book? Okay, so that is kind of uh, of a tricky question because I really don't have the answer for that because the first time I was writing on the book, um, I will write on it for a while, put it down, write on it, put it down, and that actually took over a year. Okay. Well, I lost all of the content. <laughs> And I had to write it over. So the second time, it took me about 
six months to write it over. Um, so that's why I said it's a tricky question because I really don't know how long it took collectively, but that second go round it took about six months to write. So I think it probably took, it didn't take as long the second time around because you kind of remember the basis from the first time. Right, right. So, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that was frustrating, but at the same time, you, once you got over the fact that everything was lost, it's probably like it's probably meant to go it's probably going to be better this time around so right it obviously was meant to go another way because <laughs> i lost the content and i bet you when i'm get when i'm done writing all the books i bet you i'm gonna find it i bet <laughs> that's how that's how i usually go mm -hmm. and then who knows you'll probably be some of the stuff that you had from the first time you never know you might be able to still use that that's right. for, that's for right. a future book so that is right. I um I'm actually in the process of writing the second. So my goal is to do a three month, six month, nine and twelve. Um, and I'm actually in the process of writing the six month one. And at the beginning of each book, I am going to disclose um something deep and intimate that happened in my life at the beginning of each one, something different. Um, and this is the first time I'm probably actually saying this. So, um, this is gonna be actually more so of a love relationship edition. Um, so it's still going to be the same setup with the tips and the scriptures, but it is going to be connected to relationships more so in this edition. Yeah, that one's, I got a feeling that one's going to be pretty interesting <laughs> to say the least. So I'll be, yes. I, I'll be on the lookout for that one. And, uh, I want to know another thing. We're going to still stick with the book for right now. So, uh, what inspired you to even start writing a book? Well, it's kind of like I wanted to tell my story somewhat, but more so of I wanted to help people. And I feel like, and this is just my personal opinion, you connect better with people when they know what you've been through so they can understand, like, you know, she's not just trying to tell me, uh, give me tips on some things that she's never been through. So it's better when you tell your story because you can relate to the people better. And when you tell your story, then you can give the additional details to help them overcome. I agree. I agree because uh, it's just, it's just something about like listening to some people talk. You can tell that they're just you know they're just there to say that and probably just move on from that point. And you can just really feel when somebody's just coming straight from the heart, shooting from the hip, however you want to say it. Right. So I agree with you on that one. And uh, do you have a timetable of when your next books are probably even going to come out? Um, well, my goal was to put out one every July mm -hmm. from um, last year to the next couple of years. But with the the coronavirus and stuff going on, I don't think I'm going to make that July deadline this year. Maybe a couple of months after that. But it's going to happen this year. Okay, okay. Yeah, the, the, the coronavirus and messed up. I'll say, I ain't going to necessarily say messed up. Well, you can say in some cases, but... Yeah, it didn't throw a damp. Pushed us back a lot. Pushed a lot of people mm -hmm. back and just just threw life upside down in general. So right. um, I know you deal with like social work and mental. Health. I'll just use this to go ahead and segue into the next thing. Like, um, how has you know like dealing with uh, things shutting down and everything because of the COVID nineteen and everything? How has that you know like affected your mental health, like your business and everything else? Why is that way? Um, actually, everything has literally stopped um, all the way down from my nonprofit to my LLC and even with some outside ventures that I've actually um, just started like doing the radio station and all of that. But everything has literally halted. Um, 
with my nonprofit organization. Um, I've had, well, I have an event that's coming up on July 31st. Hopefully, it'll still be going, but it's a back-to-school bash and a fun day. It's actually the second edition. We will be giving away school supplies to students, um, food to community members, giveaways, bikes, and we'll also have information for them on behavioral health topics um but i was doing weekly um classes with the kids at the boys and girls club i haven't seen them in over a month and a half i don't know how they're doing um they are needy kids that i work with and it's a lot of events that i set up at and give out behavioral health topic information and resources i have not seen anybody to do any of those things those things were cut off um through my llc i had multiple speaking engagements that i was supposed to do motivational speaking at and serve on a panel and all of that was cut back and i was also supposed to set up and um, present my books um, at a few events and all of that stuff was pushed back so it's just like the coronavirus has literally put everything on halt but i know it's for a good cause because they're trying to keep everyone safe so i'm not saying that i'm not for it i'm just saying that it did put a lot of stuff on hold yeah and then i agree it's depending on how you look at it too so long as you're still taking your precautions and everything it's probably giving you a little bit of time to actually get a little bit more creative and come up with some more things too it is um i will say i said this to someone the other day and they was like how can you say that it's over fifty thousand people that just died and i was like well let me just say that i am very sympathetic for the people that have died um through this virus because it is horrible and i prayerfully they'll find cures for it soon um but it has given us a lot of time to kind of put together some projects not just saying me and my team but i'm saying people collectively it gave them a lot of time to put energy and efforts into things that they probably want wanted to do previously but they didn't have the time to actually put it together um and also it is a lot of resources a lot of loans a lot of grants yeah. that's out there for businesses and nonprofit organizations right now because of the covid um because of COVID-19 and I know there are um a lot of people that are out of work right now but it's a lot of um utility companies um car loan banks all of those people they're actually trying to work with you and even if you are still receiving your money from your job like this is a great time to kind of save because they're they're willing to work with you right now so this uh virus you know it is horrible but it is a few good things that came out of it and i do encourage everybody to take advantage of everything that's being provided to you right now um whether you know if you qualify you have to qualify for everything but i i will say take advantage and they are trying to not only help individuals but businesses as well that's right that's where everything comes in about doing your due diligence because i mean i'm one of those people who like a good joke and everything at the same time instead of just taking all the time to post memes about coronavirus jokes man take a little time to go out there and do your research and do some due diligence man because you'll be amazed at some of the stuff that's out there that you can be able to take advantage of right now and then also too, I, I will go ahead and throw. Just, I'm just glad that you're not taking uh, that that advice that the president was going around here saying talking about inject disinfectant. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I ain't please, do that. please don't do that, people. No, no. Well, if you do, man, I ain't, it's your personal opinion to do it. Yeah, decision, rather. Yeah, if y'all, I'd imagine you'll probably be out there doing the protest talking about your body, your choice too. If you do that, that's all on you. So, yeah. <laughs> So we had already jumped into the beat of everything, like right in the beginning with the book. So um, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Ashley give her a little background on her life and you know her education and everything. And yeah, let's just see what she got to say about that. So 
Um, okay, so uh, I am from Montgomery, Alabama, and like I said, um, I graduated with my bachelor's degree in um, social work from Alabama State University, and then I also have a master's degree in social work from the University of Alabama, and I am doing online classes right now with Walden University in Human and Social Servi Services for my doctorate. Um, I am the oldest um, of a, a lot of kids. I guess I want to say a lot of kids, but it's a few. Let me say that. <laughs> <laughs> I have three sisters and three brothers, um, and I am the oldest of all. We are a blended family, so I'm the oldest of my mom's kids, and I'm also the oldest of my dad's kids. And I feel like I'm a, gr a great big sister. You know, I kind of, they pull on me sometimes, and I typically am there when I can be. Um, I have a aspirations of... Um, opening more businesses and doing more ventures um like i mentioned before i am actually one of the new hosts of a show called the g-spot on power 108.9 in atlanta um and g-spot is not what you probably think uh g-spot is actually stands for girls spot <laughs> so uh so get your mind out the gutter, people. <laughs> right it's the girl spot um and we focus on mental health motivation motivation inspiration and relationship topics um so be looking out for that um what else do i want y'all to know about my favorite color is royal blue my favorite dish is loaded baked potatoes um i'm actually kind of like a health freak so i don't do um pork i don't do beef i really don't do fried foods i don't drink soda i don't drink alcohol i don't smoke there's a lot of stuff i don't do and you know people make fun of me for it but you know it's something that i've grown accustomed to and i think if i ever even tried to eat like a steak or some bacon or something right now it probably would make me fall out <laughs> yeah it'll probably go through you like a hot yeah. knife through butter right about now i would be extremely sick um but yeah i'm a christian um, non-denominational I actually uh, do a few things in the church I sing on the praise team and I help teach uh, Bible study for the, the kids when I am in town because I do travel a lot I have a lot going on um, and I'm just one of those type of people where I try to encourage everybody that I connect with that's my overall goal in life is to help other people and I try to use my life to actually help prepare others to get to the next level and like I said, I don't mind telling my story because maybe some people might look at me and be like, I can't believe you went through all of those things, but it ain't about what you look like. Um, and I'm an open book. I'm almost open to telling you anything, almost anything. Like I tell my children, you know, you can ask me almost anything if it's not degrading or disrespectful. So that's just the type of person I am. And um, I have a lot of good things going on uh, in my mind that I want to start. Hopefully I can get those things off of the ground because I'm like, I'm like one of those type of people. And I know this may be bad, but I'm never satisfied as far as, okay, I got one project I completed. I have to get straight to the next. Um, it's, you know, sometimes some people might say it's bad because I'm never satisfied with, you know, when it comes to being um, down and, and not being able to produce something right then. But then it also makes me productive on the other end because it allows me to always be doing something. Um, and, yeah, that's basically how I am. And I think my biggest strength and weakness in life is being an overanalyzer. And I say it's a strength and a weakness because I have the ability to be able to figure out the most difficult situations. But then I also have the ability to make something out of nothing, which is not good, too. 
So that's why I say it's the, you know, it's my strength and weakness. And, you know, I do a lot of community work. I really um, want to help uh, individuals in need. Even though my nonprofit is based in Montgomery um, and surrounding counties in the River Region in Alabama, I do have goals and aspirations of expanding into um, two other states, um, probably Mississippi and Florida or Florida and Georgia. That's why I say I have aspirations of new projects that I'm trying to get off the ground. I'm not there yet with the expanding in the other two states, but I'm working on it. So all it takes some work and time and you're blinking before you know it'll be there. So just got to keep working at it. Prayerfully, yes. That's right, because I can, I can relate to a lot of things you just said about, uh, especially, you know, just being able to analyze and overanalyze. Yeah, it can be a double-edged sword. Yeah, it, it can. really can be, because uh, that drive and work ethic, man, it's, it's just something about it, because it's not the, I ain't even necessarily say for me, like, it's not the fact that you're never satisfied. It's, to me, it's just moving forward. To, that's, that's how a better I look way it. to put it. Yes, I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's always a way you can look at it because I feel like it. You know, because everything is constantly moving, whether you're going forward or backwards. Yeah. So, to me, I don't feel like you can necessarily sit there in the same place because if you sit there long enough, everything else is moving forward and you're gonna be behind. Yeah, so that's right. So yeah, it's just the fact that with that, I feel like I had to get to the point where I had to learn to. Just, just throttle down just a tad bit, you know, just where you can let your mind refresh because I can go and go until I'm just beat to the ground. Yeah, burned out, yeah. And I still feel like I got just that little bit more to give before. So I I, I was going to say, well, I'll go ahead and ask you that. So how do you handle, you know, like mental fatigue and physical, you know, if you physical fatigue when, when it comes down to all that? Because I know over time you keep going, it'll it'll break you down. Okay, um, I actually was going to say something about that. So one thing is I pray and ask for guidance because I'm not just going to have my hands in everything and it's not something that I need to have my hands in. Um, so before I even touch something, I'm already know I have the, you know, the guidance, the, the signs or whatever, you know, people need or whatever they get. I pray about it and I have the go ahead before I make the decision to do it. So if I'm doing it, it's going to be a reason and a purpose behind doing it. But I do have time where I have to take to myself so my mental health can be stabilized. Because like you said, you would definitely get burnt out if you're all over the place. And you, if you're all over the place and you're burnt out, it starts messing with your health and all of those things. And you're not going to be um, good for anybody if you're not healthy and, and stabilized. So what I do try to do, like I said, is make sure that venture is what I need to be working on. And then I'm going to make sure that everything I work on, it doesn't affect the time and go the next thing. Um, so if it's something that has to be done in the morning time, I'm not scheduling nothing else around that time. I need every, and then I need breaks in between time. And of course, also not only do I pray, I do work out, I do meditate. Um, and then the eating healthy and all of that, you know, you're eating your vegetables and fruit. It gives you more energy. I make sure I take um, vitamins and you vitamin C pills and calcium pills, all of those things. So just a collection of things, making sure timing is right. Um, making sure my mental health is stabilized. I do read encouraging quotes. I read um, devotionals. Not only am I doing a devotional, I do read devotionals. I pray, I work out, and I meditate. So all of those things collectively um, is what has kept me thus far. Uh, you know, it's probably be different from person to person, but that is what has helped me come this far. 
heard that. I believe just about everybody. I I feel like they should have some some of those things in 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 their regimen in some kind of way because we all know, especially with everything that's going on now. Because I'm pretty sure since people, a lot of people, since they're out of work and they never just had time to just like come, you know, just just sit there and just all those thoughts, you know, like a lot of thoughts and everything and just sit there and just creep in on folks too mentally. That, that's right. Negative. Exactly. Um, so it, it's about controlling your mind. You got to have a strong mindset because if you feel like your mind is dwindling off to the next thing that's not um, positive, um, you're going to have to pull that. You're going to have to have the energy and strength to be able to pull your mind back. And, you know, there are some people that have mental issues and they're not able to. I, I'm very aware of that. I do teach mental health first aid courses um, about anxiety and um depression suicide all those type of things so i'm very aware i'm very aware that some people mind is not stable enough to be able to pull those thoughts back in and that's when it's about getting help but if your mind is strong enough and you are not diagnosed with a mental illness you're gonna have to be able to pull that back um when you start thinking about okay i'm depressed i hate being in this house kind of redirect your thinking and go to okay i got some goals and aspirations in life let me take the necessary steps to be able to make those come up off the ground quicker or i got some fun things that i want to do and even though i can't do it now let me be able to make plans and figure out how i'm going to save here save there to be able to get what i need to get and you know the coronavirus y'all let me tell you this it it has halted the whole world but guess what plane tickets are cheaper right now so even though you can't go anywhere right now say my birthday is in december i i doubt if this is still going on in december but if i buy me a plane ticket for december now i'm gonna pay hardly nothing for it so you know even though it's a lot of negative stuff going on you have to kind of focus in on the on the on the positive things um and kind of redirect your thinking oh yeah and then like you said with the uh, redirecting your thinking instead of like small things like how you even say things will go a long way because people some people are saying oh man i'm stuck in this house at least be fortunate enough to say just say man at least i'm i'm able to have a roof over my head right now that's right that's be- right because like uh since i you know i'm still i'm blessed and fortunate enough to still be able to go to work like um it was either i think it might have been earlier this week or last week whenever i was in houston the last i, I was on the south side on 16 i seen tent cities up under the underpasses down mm-hmm. there on the interstate doing all this going on so mm-hmm. it's people out there that got it worse than you and even then if and some of them probably you know it's just it's just never ending man so whatever situation you're in for the most part it's probably not as it's not as bad as it seems from the outside in that's right that's right and i'm glad you brought up that point i actually do um believe in power of the tongue Mm-hmm. And speaking affirmations, I have some affirmations in the back of my book um, as well. So I believe that when you speak things to ins- into existence, they could become. Um, so in this time, it's very, very important that we start speaking some positive things because our words have a lot, a lot of power. Um, I remember when I was younger, they used to have that little saying, um, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And that was the biggest lie they could have ever told. (laughs) Because words make people do a lot of things, and they definitely do hurt. And words are very powerful. So this is a great time to actually kind of 
speak some affirmation speak some positive things um and believe it or not when you speak positive things and you write those down especially like goals and you have them in front of you daily you're more prone to make those things happen and research has has proven that yep the, the more you see it the more you'll believe it mm-hmm, that's true so instead of some of y'all that you know just people in general you're just sitting there panic watching all the news about all the death and whatever's going on man just take a little bit of time and pull away from that and go find something positive man that's right because it's it can, it can be crazy but at the same time you know we, if you're sitting there worrying and all that that'll probably help bring your immune system down even worse and then you're susceptible yes. to probably getting sick or something mm-hmm. like that so just take time and take care of yourself and um i want to ask you a couple more things and i'm gonna get ready to let you go um like with the mentorship like i remember like when when i first met you you was um mentoring my nephew and everything and i mean he's i think what demise what graduates next year mm-hmm. he's getting ready to graduate uh alabama a&m next year so how did you get into the mentoring thing um well so with the nonprofit organization i was working for previously um they had us doing a lot of community work and working at that job i met um a young man and me and him became really good friends and our mindset is somewhat similar when it comes to business and helping individuals in the community um so he was actually starting a mentoring program through his fraternity and i actually got on board with that um their mission is leadership and development among young men and i thought the program was great um even to the point where some of the boys i've had them since elementary school and i still keep in contact with them today i'm even writing my dissertation on um african-american females mentoring young males um so because it's a lot of times people think females cannot mentor young males but there are a lot of single mothers that raise successful men every day um don't get me wrong a child needs their mother and their father um but when it comes to you only having one parent I'm not opposed or one person is trying to help you one gender. Let me say that I'm not opposed to them at least trying because any help is good. And then when you mentor, it's proven that, you know, um, high school dropout rates decrease, um, STD rates increase, um, I mean decrease. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. STD rates decrease. High school dropout rates decrease. Um, self-esteem increases. Um, a lot of their goal oriented their kids that are goal oriented they increase as far as become business professionals and um they doing things with their life and then when you are mentoring a kid a kid is more prone to be a mentor to another kid when they become an adult um and then there is peer-to-peer mentoring because i i've actually seen this too when you're mentoring a child and they become um they excel in whatever area you're mentoring them in they mentor their friends so not only would they become mentors when they become adults there are some peer-to-peer mentors and that's good too because you have some kids or students or young adults that will not listen to an adult but they'll listen to somewhere their own age um so that's good too i think peer-to-peer mentoring is great especially when it comes to um uh practicing safe sex and using drugs because those are two issues that kids don't like to talk to adults about so when they they consult their friends and they confide in their friends more so peer-to-peer mentoring is great with that um but yes i started working with that mentoring program and i've actually been working with that mentoring program since i believe 
2009, 2010. So it's actually, um, it's progressing and I'm still helping with the boys. Of course, we've had a slew of boys come in and out since then. And like I said, um, even though some of the boys are, are an adult now um, and they become grown, I'm still open to helping them in any way that I can. Like they are literally my kids that I've never had, but you know, I still consider those boys my children, and I actually love every one of them like they're mine, so. Right, right, and then what I'm about to say is going to segue into the next subject, because like I, like I was talking, mentioning my nephew, I was up there, I had, I had went to Huntsville back in September, and I, I stopped in, I had a load to deliver like the next day, but I went to where he worked at, and we was just talking, and you know, even, even some of the things you've been doing, like, he had told me you helped him set up like the LLC and everything. Mm -hmm. And at that, you know, I was just talking to him like, I ain't even, you know, I didn't even know that, you know, she, you know, you helped him out with that. But then I don't talk to him that much, but then again, I, it's a lot of people that I'm kind of distant, but I do care about them. I, when I do talk, I talk. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh man, if I known that I would have been able to, you know, throw, throw him some pointers too. Mm -hmm. But, but that is good to know that he has people, he has more than one person to go to. Right you know for that kind of thing and then with that speaking of businesses and llc's and everything so what inspired you to get into that and i'll, I'll let you go ahead and talk about that real quick um so with your nonprofit organization um if you guys know anything about that you have to even though it's my nonprofit organization or whomever starts it, they have someone that they have to answer to and it's called a board of directors they have a few people that they have to answer to and you know when it comes to nonprofit organizations you become 501c3 certified through the irs you're under certain parameters of things that you can actually do and nonprofit means you do not get paid. You actually have to um, seek out grants and donations to be able to pay for things that you want to do in the community. So there are some things that I actually wanted to do that I wanted to actually get paid for, just like selling my book through my um, LLC. It's called Ashley Monique LLC. I sell my book through that. I do motivational speaking. I do nonprofit um, startup consulting, and then I do coaching. So some of those things that I wanted to actually do, it couldn't fall under my nonprofit organization. So so that is what um, inspired me to open up my LLC um, so that I can be able to be on um, two sides of the playing field. That makes sense. That makes sense. And we're about to get ready to close out right now. So with Ashley, I'll let her give her all her social media information where you can get a book, where just like everything that she's involved in right now or any future endeavors that she may have. I'm going to just let her take it away with that, and then we'll close on out. All right. Um, one thing I didn't mention that I'm actually trying to get out the off the ground is a clothing line, and it seems like it's the hardest thing for me to get out the line off the um ground. The line and then um the shoes that I'm trying to get together. So that's I actually have a clothing line. It's called Beautifully Favored. Right now I only have T-shirts, but everything else is coming soon. I did want to put that out. Um, but my social media, um, Instagram, I am Ashley Monique. And that's A-S-H-L-E-Y-M-O-N-I-Q-U-U-E. Um, it's two U's in Monique. Um, it's, and that's for my LLC. Um, for my nonprofit organization, it's actually called Change. And um, my Instagram name for that is Change Alabama. And then with the radio show that I'm working with, that's called uh, The G-Spot, actually The Girl Spot, and the social media for that is The G-Spot Talk Show. Uh, Facebook, I'm Ashley Monique Robinson. 
and with LinkedIn, I'm Ashley Monique Robinson as well. Um, for my website, uh, is theashleymonique.com. So if you want to go on there and check out some things, you you are uh, more than welcome. Um, and then my email address is info at theashleymonique.com. All righty. With that being said, we're about to close out. This is D. Frank and Ashley Monique. And we're just here to re remind you to take a deep breath and remember to take everything one day at a time. We out.